0: Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. The Lord have placed on my heart to share with you the lesson of come to the altar. So let's turn to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Heavenly Father, we glorify your holy name. We glorify you. We lift you up. We thank you for this wonderful new day, this blessed day that you've given to us. We thank you for your son, Jesus, Yeshua. We thank you for his blood. We thank you for the provided salvation for eternal life. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling here with us in each and every vessel, in each and every home, in each and every heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We know that you are the one that keeps us in alignment with God. We love you and we praise you and we thank you. We welcome you. You are welcome here. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Thank you for every listener. Thank you for every heart. Thank you, Father God, for growing the podcast, nation upon nation, country upon country, state upon state. We glorify you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word being spread your word being spread across the lands. Thank you, Father, we adore you and we praise you and we worship you because you are worthy. Allow our ears and hearts and minds to be open to receive your word on this blessed day. In your precious name, Jesus, Yeshua, amen, amen, amen. Come to the altar. Well, what is an altar an altar is a raised area in a house of worship where people can honor god with offerings it's a prominent god's table in the bible it's a sacred place for sacrifices and gifts offered up to god this was required to have in the old testament an altar always represented a place of consecration that means to make something sacred to be set apart and for cleansing the first altar recorded in the Hebrew Bible is one that was placed up by Noah. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, it says in the New Living Translation, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrifices burnt offerings to animals and birds that have been approved for that purpose. Altars then were put up. There was an altar then put up, excuse me, by Abraham in Genesis twelve seven, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Genesis chapter 13, verse 4. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Genesis chapter 22 verse 9 and they came to a place which God had told of him and Abram built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood so what we have going on here is Noah first and foremost build an altar unto God he wanted to Raise God up. It, re- it represented a place of consecration. It represented a place to meet God there. It represented a place to be cleansed from sin. It was symbolization and representation and so Noah built this ark in the purpose to come to God, come unto God, be one with God, in a sacred place for God. Abram built an altar the Lord told him, see, they were in connection with one another. They were in communication with one another. And so Abram built this altar. The Lord told them to make an altar there. And so he was obedient to God and he called upon the Lord. Then we see that the Lord had put on, God had told Abram to take his son as a sacrifice to see the obedience of Abram. And he's seen that with the obedience of Abram taking his son as a sacrifice, he understood and knew and trusted in God so much that he was willing to sacrifice his only son. Yes, I know, it's like, what, sacrifice his son? Why would God want him to do that? God was not going to actually, actually, excuse me, allow Abraham to go through with it. He wanted to see the obedience of Abraham. Just like with us, a lot of times though, or there will be times that the Lord asks us to step outside of our boundary, to maybe go a place or do something or speak to someone, step outside of our comfort zone to see if we will be in alignment and in obedience with God, not for our harm or our hurt, but to show our obedience unto him. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 24 through 25, And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abram's sake. And he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged the well. In Genesis thirty-three twenty, And he erected there an altar, and called it El Elohi, Israel. That means the God of Israel. In Genesis chapter 35, verses 1 through 3, and God said unto Jacob, Arise up go to bethel and dwell there and make there an altar unto god that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of esau thy brother then jacob said to his household and to all that were with him put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean change your garments and let us arise and go up to bethel and i will make there an altar unto god who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which i went And in Exodus chapter 17, verse 15, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. That name proclaims God's leadership and the protection of his people. And we can see over and over here in the Old Testament, these are just a few that were chosen out, just were picked out just to give give us the idea how God came in communication with his people and said, hey, built an altar, something sacred. It's something purified. It's something between you and God. It's that special connection between you and God, that sacrifice of removing sin off of us. That sacrifice of the lamb, of the animal, of the beast, whatever it might be, there was different types of sacrifices and, so, and, and offerings. And so we see that no, God did not want Abraham to actually use his son as a sacrifice. It was a symbolization of what was to come to fulfill the New Testament, to fulfill the life of Jesus. So what was sacrificed on these altars? There were bulls and sheep and goats. Sometimes there was even a dove. And they went a Jewish went through a Jewish religious um, slaughtering, and it was called shachita, which it made the animals pure and it, it made them kosher. And sacrifices would also consist of grain, also consist of meal, wine, or incense. And we can find that. And, Exodus chapter 20 verse 24 in the King James Version and also of earth thou shalt make unto me and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and oxen and all places where I record my name I will come unto thee and I will bless thee. Leviticus chapter 23 3. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths deal of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savor, and a drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of a hymn. Psalm 141 2 Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting of my hands as the evening sacrifice. So, what was the purpose of these altars? What, just to kill off animals? No, we can find in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 27 through 31, it says, And the bullock for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall one carry forth without the camp and shall burn in the fire their skins and their flesh and their dung. And he that burneth them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water. And afterward he shall come into the camp, and he shall be a statue forever. And this, excuse me, shall be a statue forever unto you that in the seventh month, on the seventh day of the month, he shall afflict your souls and do not work at all, whether it be in your own country or a stranger that sojourneth among you. For on that day shall the priest make atonement for you to cleanse you that ye may be clean from all of your sins before the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. And so what was taking place here was a day of atonement. It was a day of atonement, a day that once a year that all of the people would come together, all of the, the people of Israel would come together and there would be a priest there And what the priests would do is they had a bullock and they had a goat and what they had to do is they sacrificed in in the form of the the Jewish um, ceremony of the kosher way. And they would sacrifice this bullock and this goat and the sheep and one was for the church sacrifice for the church one was for the priest so the congregation would be clean the people of israel would be clean and the priests would be clean and so it was a day that they would come together and sacrifice the, the lamb the goat all these things to have cleansing of their sins it was a time for them to be at one with god to be in obedience surrendering to be cleansed from their sin this is what took place until jesus came because jesus became the ultimate sacrifice the perfect lamb of god by the shedding of his precious blood we no longer have to set up the physical altar to sacrifice the flesh of animals we now have the spiritual altar that we offer up our flesh so that we can live in the spirit so their blood of the animal because the animal was innocent. The animal was pure. And so what they were doing was taking their sins, their filth, everything that they have done, and they placed it on this animal. They they poured it over onto this animal and then the animal's blood was shed. And when the blood was shed, the blood pouring out was purification. It would make them clean now that jesus that god had sent jesus because for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life in john three sixteen, we find these words so god had sent jesus because these bullocks these goats these sheep we weren't amounting up to it we weren't living up to it we were constantly sinning and and people were taking advantage and and they were not staying clean they were they were becoming clean and then they weren't staying clean and none of this blood could ever match up to the blood of jesus and so jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for us the perfect lamb of god so by shedding by the shedding of his precious blood we no longer have to set up the physical altar to sacrifice by the shedding of his blood We no longer have to sacrifice the animals by the shedding of his blood. We are made clean. We are made pure. We are made holy in the sight of God. When we accept Jesus into our hearts, when we accept and live the life, not just that one time saying it, but living the life out in Christ because he was the ultimate sacrifice. Now we can offer up our spiritual altar. We offer up on our spiritual altar, our flesh, so we can live in the spirit. So we no longer, I no longer live as Claire. I live as a child of God. I live as a child of the most high King. I live with Jesus written on my heart. My heart is crucified. My body is crucified. Not that I'm physically cutting myself and shedding my blood. No, that's not what God requires of us. What he requires of us is to receive Jesus. Us understanding that these lambs and bullocks and goats could not do it for us. But he gave us an ultimate sacrifice. And Jesus, precious Jesus, was that ultimate sacrifice for us. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, this is in the King James Version. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So please do not misunderstand these words. Us being sacrificed, our bodies a living sacrifice, living sacrifice. Not cutting ourselves, not us bleeding out. But as our life as a sacrifice, meaning, hey, I no longer want to partake in the things of this world. I don't want to be conformed to this world. I want to live for God. I've made my life and my choice on this day that I want to live for Christ and Christ alone. In Galatians chapter two, verse 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He loved and gave himself for you. Yes, he did. See, our lives should be crucified, meaning that they no longer exist of who we used to be. That we are stripped of that old self. That we are stripped of that old self lifestyle, that we are stripped off of the lust of this world, and we are filled and renewed, renewed in our minds, renewed in our hearts. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, it says, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor walk in love set the example just as christ has set the example for us if we are full of christ we should be full of love We should not be disgruntled. We should not be walking around with an attitude. We should not be walking around as an angry person. We should not be hateful. We should not be mean. If we have the love of Christ in us, if we have given our life to Christ, it should show and we should glow and we should be glorifying him moment after moment. Day after day, glorifying God for the renewing of our hearts, for the renewing of our minds that we no longer have to live in the distress of this world. Because we know, we have fixated our hearts, we have fixated our minds that we know we're not going to be here forever. We know we're not going to dwell in this cruel, cruel, chaotic world forever. Because when the returning of Jesus Christ comes, when the returning of our loving Savior comes, we will be lifted on high. We will dwell in the heavenly heavens with our heavenly Father. Jesus Christ, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes, that is our expected end. If you have that life in Christ. So we should walk in love. Will we face trials and tribulations? Of course, as we always say, yes. But God lessens the blow. When we have a loss of a loved one, if they have given their life to Christ, we know we shall see them. We shall be with them again one day. That's our hope. That's what the Lord tells us. Our blessed hope is Jesus, that we have a hope, that we know we're just not going to wander this world for 2000 years and live miserably or burn in the pits of hell on the day of judgment. The altar is now located in our hearts, no longer in a temple, no longer in a place of worship. Are there altars there when you go? Yes, so you can pray. Is there altars there? Yes, so you can lay out, give it up, pour it out to Christ. Kneel at the altar, pray at the altar, commune with God at the altar, communicate with God, be at one with God at the physical altar if you have that opportunity. But the location of the altar now takes place in our hearts. The location of the altar takes place in our vessels, in our lives. It takes place in our prayer rooms. It takes place on bended knees or with our hands lifted up. Wherever we lay before God, wherever we seek His face, whenever we are ready to submit, whenever we are ready to confess, Or whenever we're ready to be cleansed. Are you ready for the peace? Are you ready for the freedom? Because when that time comes and you're ready, let it be too late. But when you're ready to say, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Christ, I want you to live in me and me live in you. You live through me, Father. Live in me. Live out. Live plunging through live live as living waters through my body through my mind and my heart Jesus will meet you there will you come to the altar Heavenly Father thank you for this word upon this day thank you for your glorious word upon this day we love you Lord we praise and we honor you Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, to let us know. Thank you for letting us know that we can come to you. Right here is the altar. Right now is the altar where we can pour out to you where we can cry out to you, Lord God, forgive me, Jesus, by your blood, by your stripes. I am healed. Come with expectation. Come knowing that you are loved. Come knowing that our Heavenly Father loves you, has his arms open wide, awaiting your arrival, awaiting for you to receive the freedom and the peace and the joy and love that only he can give. The material of things of this world cannot suffice. The material things of these world are just temporal. They don't last always. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to know that you are eternal. That your blood is eternal. The blood of Jesus that was sacrificed for us is eternal. Thank you. Thank you. You are worthy, you are worthy. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father. In your precious name, Jesus, thank you, Father. Allow all hearts and minds to be cleansing you on this day. Allow people to realize that they can have all of you, not bits and pieces, Father, that they choose the bits and pieces when something's going on, when something's not right, when there's a loss of a loved one. Why, God, why they cry out? But if they were to receive you daily, if they were to receive the dose of your love daily, the dose of your word daily, the dose of your prayer time daily, they would be in expectation of you, God. They would be in preparedness of you, God, that no matter what comes our way, you are right here with purpose. You're right here to soften that blow. You're right here to give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And we thank you, Father, for providing all these things for us. You're worthy, you're worthy, are worthy in your glorious, precious name, Jesus Yeshua. Amen, 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 amen. So, people, will you come to the altar? Will you confess your sins? Will you lay it all before the Lord? Will you receive freedom? Because we are no longer held in bondage. Jesus's blood has set us free, the blood of Jesus has cleansed us whiter than snow? Will you come to the altar? Will you lay it at the feet of Christ? Will you lay your burdens down? Will you confess your sins? Will you turn from your wicked ways to live a life of peace, to live a life of patience, to live a life of joy and freedom? Will will you lay it at the altar? Will you receive all that God has for you? If that's what you want to do today, if you have not accepted Christ into your life, I encourage you today is always a beautiful day for this. Give your life to Christ in Romans chapter 10, verse nine. For if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shall be saved. And what do you do? You lay it at the altar, you confess all of your sins. You pour it all out deep down out to Christ, pour it out to him. Allow him to take that from you and throw it as far as the east is from the west and fill you with love and fill you with joy and peace beyond all understanding. Read your word daily, read the word of God daily, pray daily, commune with God. It doesn't just stop by repeating a scripture. It's a lifelong process, living a life for Christ. The walk for Christ is not for the weak, but for the warrior. Are you a warrior today? Will you stand? Will you stand? Will you stand for Christ? Allow him to be your Jehovah Nissi, your banner, your protector. If you have already given your life to Christ, And you've been backsliding. You've been getting into the mix of the ways of this world. And you say today, Lord, I repent. I repent. I believe with my heart. I'm confessing with my mouth. I repent. Turn. I turn. I turn from my wicked ways. I want to live my life for you. Renew me, Lord. And you pour it out and you confess your sins and you release it to God and allow him to fill you, receive the love, the joy, the peace that he has for you and you read your word daily. It doesn't end here. You read your word daily. The Word of God daily. You pray. You commune with the Lord. You live your life out for Christ. Be that warrior. Be that warrior. That warrior for Christ. He loves you. Congratulations if you've dedicated or rededicated your life to Christ today. If you have for the first time been saved or wanted to rededicate and resubmit your life to christ it's the best choice you could make why because the benefits are never ending the benefits of christ are never ending he loves us we allow him to love you fully thank you so much for joining us here on this day blessed day blessed day Ooh, Lord! Remember, you can join us on the World Wide Web at YouAreLoveMinistries.us. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at you are love Ministries, all spelled out. You want to look for the heart with the cross through it. Many blessings to you and your families. Choose Christ. Choose Christ. Until next time, you are loved.